0: It's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994 95. And this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys, Dan and Cass. Go, Bucks.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Uh, Big Cass, my guy. I mean, you would think the world's falling. Ohio State, they had a great win, I think, against a really scrappy Rutgers team. Um, at no point was I ever really concerned much in the game. You know, even when Rutgers took the not, the two-point lead at halftime, just because some bonehead early plays by the Buckeyes in the first half uh, between the throw from McCord and just the, the decision by Jesse to just run with that. Um, even though I love the idea, it just was not executed properly. But you know, the ball guys were really, outside of those who plays never really in much trouble, I thought. And um outside of that, I think that the team played pretty well. Yes, I think G Scott could have, you know, I wish he held on to one of those throws. And I the run defense could have been better. But for the most part, I'd say I I'd give it like a B effort, B B plus. Yeah,
0: I know a lot of people there's times where Kyle McCord just makes you go, ugh. But there's also times where he's like. Damn, that was a fucking nice throw.
1: Like, The throw to G. Scott was amazing. His his two
0: touchdowns to Marv were amazing. His Honestly, his pass to G. Scott that was dropped by G. Scott was amazing. His pass to Julian Fleming, that Julian Fleming, he threw it low enough so the defender didn't tip the ball away
1: was great. I saw a stat on Twitter, and I forgot who posted it, but it was a stat comparing McCord and Stroud in their first couple starts the numbers were like almost similar except the, the biggest difference was like Stroud's guys had seven drops and McCord's guys have had like 15. And, but like his numbers were similar to Stroud's. I forgot who posted on Twitter, but like it was a real stat.
0: Yeah, I, I, it was a, I think they were comparing the Nebraska game of 2021 to this, to this year. Cause it was like timelines were matched up to the same. And and they both were, you know, you know, yeah, if he, but like McCord's not playing that bad. He started off 11 of 11 and then the three drops really hurt him. And then, then the interception probably his worst throw of the game. Um, but like, he really didn't play bad. I just don't, I don't understand this narrative. And I think what it is, I was talking to this old timer Buckeye fan. He thinks, cause he likes Kyle McCord. And, I love him too. I think he's great, and uh, and I like him. And he was just saying, you know, the, the past people need to understand the past ten years. This young man is not Braxton Miller. He's not Justin Fields. He's not C.J. Stroud. He's not um, uh, Dwayne Haskins. And I'm like, well, you left out J.T. Barrett. He's like this. He's playing like J.T. Barrett did in 2014. And I really had to sit back and think about it. And he's right. JT Barrett wasn't a barn burner. A you know, he wasn't. He was a game manager that was getting the job done when it needed the most.
1: You're right. I mean, technically, he, JT was a game manager. I mean, I'm looking at the stats. Like we're so critical on this guy on the year so far. He has 17 touchdowns to four interceptions. His QBR is ninth in the nation. 80, 82.8. Twenty three hundred yards. I think he's really doing. I mean, I, I think he could take fewer sacks. I think that's something he can get a little better with, with maybe getting the ball out. But he throws a beautiful fade ball. I mean, that's when we're when near, we're near the goal line. I mean, we're we're executing on those fades to Marv, to uh, G Scott, like it, anything to Marv. He's got down. It's just I think our receivers need to make some plays for him at this point. We can't well, have and
0: also and also too. It seems like. Think about it. For the longest time, he didn't have a Mecca buka. He gets a Mecca buka back, and then loses Cade Stover. Mm. But he's not had his full – he hasn't had his full link, all his full weapons since the Notre Dame game.
1: That's a fact.
0: So, I mean, I mean, I think he's playing fine. I think the offensive line is keep getting better. I mean, like I, I made a good a rant post the other day. Um, I said it's not his fault the receivers dropped three passes. It's not his fault that Josh Fryer got blown up and thrown around like a rag doll um the game, the time he got sacked. It's like it's not his fault. like
1: the only thing that was truly his fault was just the throw.
0: And yeah that, the throw against the interception in the first half was terrible was bad.
1: That's like that's one of the true true mistakes I've seen him make, but okay. We 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 overcame it. Like it was, it happened. It didn't happen in a huge game. It happened against Rutgers, and we were able to overcome it. He's going to learn from that. Exactly, exactly. It's I, the one thing that did concern me was the run defense. We got absolutely gashed, dude, when they started doing I think, that. I, I, I think it was.
0: I just think it was a sleepwalk thing. I don't think it was an actual. I don't think it was an actual. You know, like we're, it's not an every game thing out of this D line. I think it was just, we, I, I don't, I think we were just sleepwalking. And Tyreek, Tyreek, Tyreek Williams is getting held every play. I, I mean, yeah. And I mean, the fumble Ruski really, like the fumble Ruski, we knew that was going to happen. And, you know, the, the counter, the counter sweeps and the counter traps that's what was killing us and i think it was just they were sleepwalking and you know there was a time there was a few times where the linebackers got sucked in um and it, it went, and they took advantage of you know ha- us having you know three three uh non-starters in the in the secondary Without Which I thought played great.
1: <laughs> secondary was fantastic, though it was just the run defense. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Josh Proctor was flying around, bro. He took that dude's head off. Hancock and ninety-three yard interception return. Um, just I mean I think he he's officially now he's earned his keep. Hancock, like you know, like he's he's kind of molding into um like a great corner for us. Like it's crazy. Like could you see Hancock eventually becoming like one of those next great Ohio State corners, like a first rounder? potentially like if he keeps yeah. this trajectory
0: reminds me of sean wade in 2019
1: a little bit s- similar i mean yeah i could see it It, i think i think i think hancock is a little better on the outside and yeah, I, I do too in man coverage but i think wade was more physical
0: yeah but i mean it also did show that that um we miss, you know. I you know, Sonny played well. We miss Lathan Ransom's presence, though.
1: I do wonder how much you know he would have accounted for in the run game, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like you, do you think? Do you think? Do you think it was more a tribute to uh, not having Ransom and like Burke out there, the run defense? Because I could see that argument
0: a, a little bit. I, I definitely could see that a little bit, and you know, but overall. Overall, I thought the defense played well, forced them to field goals when we gave them bad field position. And, you know, they did their jobs. They gave up that one touchdown where I I don't like the rule. I really don't because in my eyes, because if think about it, it, it took me back to 2017. You remember when Jahan, uh, who was the receiver for, the, for Penn State, but him and Damon Webb fought for it at the end and – Damon oh, Webb yeah. ended up with the ball and they called it a touch. they uh no the the re, Damon Webb intercepted the ball clearly went down but the Penn State guy was on top of him and he and they ended up calling it a touchdown same thing happened this Saturday um or something like that and in my opinion I mean and they called it an interception my bad they didn't call it a touchdown it, they called it an interception for damon webb but this saturday same basically the same thing happens but davis and england who comes up with the ball who handed the ball to the ref they call it a touchdown
1: yeah simul. i mean i th- i thought it was a touchdown honestly it's simultaneous possession it's it's a, a weird sure. rule. It's like the t- it's like the tie goes to the runner rule in baseball. It's like the football equivalent of that. I didn't have a problem. like, I thought like sometimes it's just good coverage and it's that's the way it goes. I I don't have any. I didn't have any problems with the call. Um, Jermaine Matthews is going to be stud though. Also, I just want to point that out. That's another point. Like he he's he's so good.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think Malik Harford is going to be pretty good as well. I think we're we're in great hands with the secondary. I I, I think the defense is going to be really good. Um, definitely going to be interested to see this week this weekend. Um, who's going to be injured? Who's not? But well, you know, I give the record performance found solid.
1: What yeah, what I found interesting cat. What I found interesting was the fact that dude Travion, he had twenty two carries, one hundred twenty eight yards, and a tutty. Chip Traynham only had two, two touches. And then, oh. and then Xavier Johnson was basically our third back with one carry. Um, Emeka had a carry, I guess they classified it as. Like, it literally looks like we're about to ride Travion. And I, I just want to pose this question. Do you think Travion could be in for a Zeke type of run?
0: Oh, for sure. It reminds you of Zeke. Other than he I, Zeke played the whole year. But like it reminds you of like he's having these good games, but he still hasn't hit that explosion game. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. it's coming, and hopefully it's November twenty fifth when it comes. <clears throat> but you got to ride the hot hand, and that's what Ryan Day has done. I think this was Ryan Day's best coaching job. The um this game this week was because he rode the hot hand. He knew what kind of blitz packages and everything that Greg Schiano was going to do, so he dialed up the, a good offense. Um, unfortunately, we didn't – G. Scott catches that ball. He's He has a chance to go six, you know what I mean? Um, but, like, I think the offensive game plan was there. It was fantastic. And Trey just running like he is, like a man possessed, I'm, I'm here for it.
1: I mean, it's just nice to be, have Trey out there. And what he does when we got the ball to him in space too, like that one run – like oh, it, it reminds me a little bit, a little bit of Reggie Bush. <laughs> I don't know why. Just, I don't know, just him finding the space like that. If he could do that consistently, look out. Cause he was using his vision finally. It felt like I feel like he's actually seeing the field incredibly well. Um, my one buddy, he texted me and he was like, Travy undermines him. And this is a hot take of OJ Simpson. Because they both wore number thirty two, they both have the same build, and they both run like the same, like a, like. That's a really accurate comp. I feel like is like an OJ, um, the way yeah. he because he runs also powerful but fast.
0: I I could see that. I could see that. I um I get a little Zeke vibes, not as powerful as Zeke, if that makes sense, but like. Just his presence being out there, it's it it's really it's really becoming in its own.
1: Ze- Zeke has a stronger core, Zeke has like yeah. the strongest core of any running back. <laughs> like for
0: sure. All right.
1: I'm thinking of Zeke, I'm thinking like Chip reminds me more of a Zeke. Yeah, he does, but but obviously like a like a Kmart version of Zeke, like not Kmart even close. Version. Maurice Claret and Zeke are, like, the same type of back, I feel like. Uh,
0: Zeke was more explosive than Maurice Claret, though.
1: Yeah. uh, Man, uh, yeah. Definitely tough. Definitely tough. Uh, It's tough. Playing a tough game here. But overall, like, solid win. I'm ready to hand out some Buckeye leaves.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Buckeye leaves. Special teams, no one gets a Buckeye <laughs> leaves. Nothing. Parker Fleming needs to go. If any co- coaching staff moves need to happen this year week, it's Parker Fleming. However, that being said, when it comes to my first Buckeye Leaf, I am going to give it to hmm, I'm gonna go, you know I'm gonna go the offensive route and I'm going I wanna that drop is really you know what I'm going two Buckeye Leafs. It's not really like they' but it's like one Buckeye Leaf into one just because they have almost closing in 300 pass snaps without us allowing a sack. But I'm going our offensive guards, Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones.
1: I love that because we have not given them any love this year. And I I was going to say, I feel like they've been pretty solid this year. And, like, we complain about Fryer and Jimmy Simmons, but, like, Matthew Jones and and Donovan, like, they got it. They got it on lock. I'm not worried about them ever.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So those are my first one, and you can consider one of them as that special team.
1: I'm going to... This is tough, man. This is tough. Obviously, I have to go Jordan Hancock. Duh. Um, that's a no-brainer. I'm going to also go with... Um, I'm going to go with Josh Proctor. He was just feeling like I feel like he was just everywhere, even in the run game. I feel like he did a really good job of like filling the gaps. Obviously contributed to that interception. So I'm gonna go with Hancock and Josh Proctor as mine.
0: So we have we typically give a uh special teams one, but I'm get. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. We get what one offense? We got one offense. Well, actually, we you know consider one offense. You got two defense. We okay, you know what? We can give one. We can give one more offense and one more defense. Why not? Right? Why, yeah. Why not? Let's do it. I'll give an. I'll give a defensive one just because I gave two offensive ones already. Um, let's go here. Wow, there's so many guys I could give one to. You know what? I know we kind of used him last week, but I'm going Sonny Styles just because. <laughs> he, I you know I don't know I I you know I that's a little Sonny bit. has
1: made it on our Buckeye leave list. Every... Yeah.
0: You know what? I'm going Ty Hamilton. Six tackles, three sa- three solo tackles, one sack, one sack, and one tackle for
1: loss. I well, am. That's a phenomenal pick, Cass. Honestly, that that's a great pick. I was I completely forgot about him, and he had a game. He really did. Um, I'm gonna go. You have to go on. You absolutely do. We hit the guy. The guy had 208 total yards in a Tutty. Um. Uh, that's a no-brainer. I feel like, because <laughs> the way I look at the way I look at Buckeyes, bro, it's who had the best game without making like the and who made like the fewest mistakes. Like I feel like Travion didn't make any mistakes. G Scott, like he had the drop. Like Kyle, he had the pick. So like, it's kind of like how they grade him out as champions, but like, it's who who really played well, who didn't make a mistake. I feel like.
0: And we want so bad – we wanted so bad to give G. Scott that Buckeye
1: leave. Oh, I if he just caught – if he caught that one pass, easy Buckeye lead. He probably would have had two touchdowns and close to 100 yards. <laughs> like, but instead it's two ca- like two catches, tutty, a drop. It, it takes away from the performance.
0: Exactly. Yes,
1: yeah. the rankings came out, and Ohio State is still number one we got two,
0: about,
1: um and then we have some questions about our rankings cuz we've been doing our rankings le- lately but like what are your thoughts on the the updated le- rankings nothing's really changed so
0: nothing's changed however um i want to explain so when we make our picks we we make it a pick how we think the committee will rank them and Someone brought up that I didn't know ball, which is far from the truth, but hey, it's Twitter. You know, people can at J- talk.
1: At Jared underscore Waldrip at Twitter said, um, yeah, you basically cast you don't know ball. Um, he's coming at you. He said, he said, why F why is FSU five? How do you rank these teams personally? Resumes, how a team is looking, question mark. I'm confused with Blake's. His Twitter's he has five, but on here it's four. Doesn't make sense. You think if FSU wins out, they miss the playoffs? Question mark. You respond to him on Twitter, but like I'm gonna give you this chance to also respond to him on the show. Well, I, I
0: think when it the committee, I thought they were going to penalize him um for playing really poorly against Bit. Bit is not a very good football team, but I also think when it comes to Washington, they have a better win than Florida State when it comes to LSU and Oregon. However, personally, I would have Florida State number three because overall, by the body of work, they have definitely played better than Michigan. I mean, they have a better resume than Michigan. They they have played better than Washington um, and has a better, you know, but that's just me. I, I You know, I like Jordan Travis. But I went by what I thought the committee was going to do, and I thought they were going to penalize them against me because it's the committee. They always do goofy things, you know. And this year they're conservative, and I don't know why, but it's you know they're not making any huge splashes, you know. So that's why i I thought historically, that's why I have nothing against Florida State. I think they're the third best team in the country in my opinion, but I went off with what with the, you know, what the committee, Um, I thought the committee would do.
1: That's that's fair, Cass. Um, Mr. Waldrip. Um, and I'll answer the question too, even though you directed at Cass. I look at it like a holistic type of approach. I think Cass is very similar. I look at it as a couple things. Like one, what's your pedigree to start with? Like, let's just go with common sense and like what's your pedigree, what's your recruiting look like? Um, I like to like see what the rosters look like, and then I'm also obviously projecting historical performance. Well, um, I'm taking historical performance. Um, I'm also obviously taking into account what they're doing right now, like how they're performing right now, like their resume, but also a little bit of the eye test. And then I like to project to where they're going to go with their schedule realistically, what are their chances. And then also sometimes I like I, the way I made it, I'm just kind of like cutting to the chase in mind, how I think it'll play out because I think Ohio State – I was between them and Georgia, number one, number two. I had Georgia originally too, but now I'm. I think Ohio State's the number one team after you know everyone agreed they're number one. Basically, Georgia I have number two just because they're the reigning champs. I, I like I, I'm. It's contentious because obviously I have to be. I'm I'm biased, so like obviously I'm going to put Ohio State number one. But I also something doesn't sit right with me about putting Georgia at two at times. Um, if you're defending national champ and haven't lost a game, but they did to Ohio State so like fine who cares I think Ohio State's better um and then I put um Washington at three I've moved up to three they win against USC like I I didn't think Michael Penix could win a shootout like that but I you know he proved it um I, Washington is de- looks deadly um Florida State is number four they have a great resume they just didn't play super con- they don't play consistent at times but if they play at their best, Um, They're impossible to beat. And then I'm just kind of cutting the chase. Like Michigan, you're five. Um, The whole investigation is still going on. And they got to play Ohio State. Like one of them or two, one of them is going to get knocked out, I think, by the other. And I think Ohio State is going to win this scenario. So I'm just cutting to the chase and putting them number one. And Oregon, uh, they have one loss. They're at six. But like, we all know Bama's coming. (laughs) I just want to put this out there Bama's coming. And uh, like, I'm sounding the alarm bell. Uh, Bama is back and they look deadly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how deadly they really looked. I mean, they still question. I mean, I, I just, I, still, still want to see more. I mean, I, they're playing great right now. They're playing really great, by the way. Um, typically, um, I know this is like I'm. I'm kind of switching gears here, man. I don't know how much time we got left on this. Um we got time. So this week we nor- we normally do two episodes, but I I think I'm going to cram this into one because of who we play. Um <laughs> this week Michigan State is awful. <laughs> um and I got the the line is 30 right now. I don't think the Buckeyes cover. But it's gonna be still a four touchdown win. I can't wait to see those gray unis. Um, actually, you know what? I see the Buckeyes covering. I really do. Hey, dude, I the,
1: you can't tell me they're not gonna cover against Michigan State. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I honestly I I think I think they cover and it's a 41 to seven win. You know why we're gonna cover to.
1: It's, it's not like getting up to play Indiana or like, yeah, Purdue. it's a it's, night game. It's Michigan State. And I want, like, we like, like, after what they've done to us in the past in 2015, yeah. 2013, I want to f- violate this team. <laughs> I want to, <laughs> I want to, I've seen yeah. us take a number nine, I've seen us take their, their team when they were number nine, like a really stacked team. And we just dropped like 50 on their head, and they, they couldn't do anything. We played Quinn Hewers against them. Like, I want to see that type of performance. Um, like no mercy. Um, and I just want like I it's like the it's like the dog with rabies, and you gotta take them behind the shed and put them down. That's what we all want to do this week to Michigan State. Uh so I, I'm not even like I, I we're absolutely gonna cover.
0: Yeah, I'm going 4110
1: buckeyes uh they have better see- corners in the Columbus City League than they do on Michigan State. I
0: would like to see Bishop Sycamore play Michigan State. I think it'd be a good game. I'm not gonna lie. But we all know what Carnell t- we all know what Carnell Tate Carnell Tate did to uh Bishop Sycamore. So
1: <laughs> I mean, like they don't have they don't have a corner. This is how the game's gonna go. They don't have a corner who can stop Marvin Harrison Jr. Like oh. they don't have anyone on that defense. They don't have anyone on the offense that they have a bunch of just guys um some, on the offense. Not like someone's a threat. It's yeah, some
0: something, like, something tells me Marv's going eight catches, 163 yards, and three touchdowns.
1: This might be a game where Marv goes to at least like 225. I'm not even joking. This right. is this is one of the last stat-padding games for Marv because then it's like Minnesota, they'll be a little closer, and then it's the game. So this is this is, this is is a game for Marv to pat these Heisman stats. 225-plus, easy. Um, it, it, like, they don't have a corner who can cover him. They, they just don't. It's, oh. it's insane. Dude,
0: this game will be a game where everybody jumps off Kyle McGord's back.
1: It's. A, I mean, it's. This is not a get right game. This is a feel good game. The Rutgers right. game. The Rutgers game was a get right game. We made some. We made some mistakes, but like we bounced back after halftime. It. This is a. This is a go get your money game. Like go go pat the stats. Right. Um, it was funny. Um, well, we're just cramming all the Michigan State preview in one episode. It was funny. I was listening to Mike Valenti, who's, like the Michigan. He's he's a Michigan radio host. He's a Sparty fan hates Michigan. Um and he was just talking about like, yeah, obviously like Harbaugh was saying, oh, Ryan Day, Jeff Braum, Greg Schiano, they all sharing secrets and stuff, which was legal. Um and then they're like, yeah, but Mel Tucker is too dumb enough to know what was going on the entire time he was even in the group chat. <laughs> he like, he's like, so it can't be Michigan State. Like, whatever happened, because like their coach already got fired for just being an idiot. So like, <laughs> he's like, it can't. Michigan State's innocent,
0: <laughs> right? All right, let's get some picks here. Um, we'll leave the the big nooner for the last. Uh, Saturday, 330 ABC. Florida State's a 14 and a half point favorite against Miami. It's a rivalry. It's a rivalry.
1: What's the line, Cast? One more time. 14 and a half. What's well I'll repeat the game?
0: Miami versus Florida State. Florida State. Absolutely. It's at home. Florida State it wants to prove something.
1: That line is so big, too. Like, they want you to take Miami, I feel like, but you got to take Florida State.
0: (laughs) All righty. Because the noon games aren't really good outside of the Michigan-Penn State, which we'll get to. 3.30 on Fox. Washington's a a nine-and-a-half point favorite over Utah. I I think Utah will play them tough. I really do, but I, I mean, I still think Washington covers. But I think I think Utah will play them tough. They just don't have an offense, Utah.
1: I mean, dude, this could be definitely also awesome game of the week if if both teams play like I think they should, but I think what's going to happen is one team's style is going to end up dominating the other. I think Washington's just going to overwhelm them with offense. Um I feel like Utah, to an extent, when they beat USC, it was their defense was able to play just good enough to keep Williams in check. And then their quarterback, I don't want to say played out of their mind. I think they just, Alex Grinch can't, he's gone. And there's a reason why, because Utah is like one of the worst offenses. Yeah. I like Washington. And I feel like this game could get kind of out of hand, if that makes sense. Yeah. It really is this game is going to come down to who style wins, but I think Washington style will win.
0: Yeah, I agree. 330, BTN, Rutgers versus Iowa. Iowa coming off that big barn burner win over Northwestern at Wrigley Field, 10-7. to I'm going Rutgers. Rutgers, Iowa's a a one-and-a-half point favorite. I'm going Rutgers to win it outright.
1: Rutgers has a good, you know, their defense is not too shabby, I thought.
0: Rick Uh, plays again.
1: Their defense ain't too shabby, and I think um, they have identity on offense. It's, it's you know run the ball, Montague or whatever his name is, and then like whims get whims it out on the perimeter with some read options. They're not bad on offense either, so I like Rutgers too.
0: The other three thirty game, three thirty slate is really nice, man. Uh, Tennessee at Mizzou. Um, this well, one's Zou's a tough one to choose.
1: M- Mizzou is gonna play Rutgers this year in like the Music City Bowl. That, by the way, that's my that's my prediction. The Tampa, I'm going the Tampa Bay Bowl. What's the old Outback Bowl? We send, Purdue, we send Purdue to every year and they like beat an SEC team. The Gator Bowl. It used to be the Gator Bowl. Yeah, that's gonna be the bowl. Rutgers beats Missouri in. Um, so that's but I, I like I, I'm Tennessee. Absolutely, I'm not even thinking about this one. I'm going Missouri. I have I have it I have an upset pick and I, I swear I know I just said they're coming and they absolutely are coming, but I also if you're gonna if you're gonna ever bet against Bama, this would be I feel like the week I like I like Kentucky to shock the world and just knock off Bama this week. I don't know why. Um maybe I'm just biased because I just went to Kentucky like two weeks ago for a game. But it, it just seems like an odd one. Like it just that line seems so odd. There's no reason why Bama shouldn't win by like 20, but it's only 10 and a half. So give me Kentucky to definitely cover. Um, yeah, I like Kentucky plus 10 and a half.
0: All right, one more before the big one. This is another big one. Ole Miss at Georgia. Georgia's a 10 and a half point favorite. Give me. Georgia to win it all to win the game, but give me Ole Miss to cover. 10 and a half is a lot this of is a,
1: that's dude. This is a monster game, honestly. Yeah, it, like we're all just kind of assuming Georgia's gonna win this. Ole Miss could really make things insane with this. Um,
0: yeah. Ole Miss wins. They have a great shot to get to the big. Oh, no, they have a great shot. If Ole Miss wins this game, they have really a good shot to make the playoffs.
1: Dude, they could. We, if they beat Georgia, their only loss is Bama. They'll be, and they went out, they'll be 11 and 1. They probably won't go to the SEC championship because Bama is that tiebreaker. But if you have a win over Georgia and you're 11 and 1, your only loss is to Bama, what's the argument against you? So who you got? No, oh, Ole Miss.
0: All right, the big one, big noon kickoff. It's a good game to start the game day off before you know you can watch the game, and then if you're going to the Ohio State game, you watch this game, head down to the shoe, start tailgating. Hopefully, Penn State will beat Michigan. Um, this one's tough. It really is. Um, I really so bad want Penn State to win. Uh, Michigan's a four and a half point favorite but something tells me Michigan continues to keep going keeping on um I really do want Penn State to win I really do um and I re- but I something tells me Michigan covers and you know
1: I think no it's Ohio State doesn't need my vibes this weekend because we're gonna we're gonna win by 57. Like I'm sending it all to the Penn State. My brothers, please, please beat these fuckers. Like please. So you got Penn State? Absolutely. I'm I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> all my energy like the it's the it's the uh the Dragon Ball Z meme. Just like all my life force into Penn State winning and the in covering, They're, they'll cover. Um, but I'm hoping they win. And by like we don't know the status of Harbaugh and all, everything because we're recording. This is recording Tuesday night. The hammer's supposed to drop Wednesday. P- currently, according to how like the legal process goes, because if they do it like Wednesday, they gave proper notice and Michigan can't sue or whatever. Um, so just I don't know. I I feel like Penn State's gonna do it. I like, like it. Snacks, food, anything. Let me know. Okay. Okay. Dig it. Well, yeah. I mean, we got we got like thirty seconds left. Cast. You got anything else, bud? No, I don't. Go Bucks, and hopefully the Lion Nittany Lions win. Absolutely. So, as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Luts podcast. Go Bucks, and good luck, Penn State. <laughs>